0: beginning a new series today called Daily Reminders, in which we are looking at, I'm going to need some help up there, Lindsay, if you can, I'm not saying to thank you, uh, and so uh, looking at spiritual growth and how we get there. If you are at all like me, um uh, uh, on the home page of your smartphone, you've got a calendar widget, and some of you may, some of you may not. But but uh, this is not my phone. I was going to screen, do a screenshot of my phone, but then I realized that that you don't need to know who I'm meeting with and and everything that's going on. Uh, frankly, uh, as far as confidentiality goes, so uh, so this is one that I pulled off the interwebs, and so this is some guy from. Uh, 2015 and he had a meeting at Starbucks and he blocked out his anniversary dinner his flight to Chicago etc and so uh, this this guy is probably like me and if you know you could forget your own anniversary if it's not on the schedule you could forget your mom's birthday if it's not there on the calendar Uh, I failed to call my brother two days ago for his 62nd birthday and uh, felt bad about that Why did I not call him? Because it wasn't on my calendar. And so that's how reliant I am to that daily calendar and that little thing that pops up on my phone giving me a warning that, hey, in fifteen minutes you're set to do this, or in five minutes you're scheduled to do this. And so and so what we're looking at is the idea of spiritual growth and what we can do in our daily lives to grow spiritually and be be more like Jesus and so today we're going to look at the what and then in the weeks to come we're going to look at the more the nuts and bolts of it we're going to look at the how and so we begin then in uh, Colossians chapter 3 beginning with verse 5 invite you to join me there anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator." Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Now... All right, writing to these folks in Colossae, and he is uh, reminding them, and he's reminding us, this is the big category, the big umbrella, this is all the stuff that you used to do. I know in Chad's message last week, uh, he mentioned wrestling with the flesh, and the word flesh simply represents our sinful nature. And, and he mentioned, and I agree wholeheartedly, that up until the day that we die, up until we draw our last breath, that on some level, we're going to be at war with our humanity, at war with our sinful nature. That there are moments where we're tempted to say something that we shouldn't say. Moments when we're tempted to do something that we shouldn't do. There are moments that we even think things we shouldn't be thinking. Entertaining thoughts for longer than we should allow them to occupy our minds. And so Paul is giving a list. This isn't an exhaustive list, but it's quite a number of examples of things that we're at war with. Things that, it's like, hey, this is who you were. And then when you came to Christ, when you acknowledged Jesus as the Son of God, when you were immersed in baptism and came out of that water a new creation, but we also know that that doesn't mean we quit sinning, right church? It simply means that that baptism, that coming to Christ, isn't the end-all, be-all. It simply marks the official beginning of our spiritual journey. And so Paul writes these words to Christians because he knows that they are struggling with this. These words benefit us this morning, well over 1900 years later, because we too are still struggling with some of these things. And so this is our daily reminder for today that this is the old self, this is who we were and it is a process to leave all that stuff behind and to walk in a way that makes us more like Jesus. It's not easy. It is a process. It's a process that takes awareness first and foremost. And then it takes a desire to be more like Jesus. And then on top of that, it's going to take work. I use as an example, because Paul in some of his letters, I know he when he writes to Corinth, he in one of his letters there, he says, "You know, don't you know that everyone who uh, everyone runs the race, but only one runner gets the prize?" And he says, "So run as someone who is going to get the prize." And then he goes on to say, you know, they run for a wreath. You know, those people competing in those ancient games, they ran, and what was their prize? It was a wreath. They put it on their head, and then you come home from the race, and you feel good because you won the race. You take your wreath off, and you set it on the kitchen table. And then what happens to the wreath? It withers and dies, right? And he says, but hey, we're all running a race, talking about our spiritual journey, we are all running a race for a crown that doesn't wither. A crown that's not going to perish, not going to fade. Not, you know, he's talking about the eternal crown. What waits for us in all of eternity. And so I think about an athlete and it doesn't just have to be an athlete Uh, you could take someone who's a musician you could take someone, in anything that you're trying to get better at, and you know it takes work. Uh, I think about, I've been watching a little golf lately, and so I think about Tiger Woods and hearing the you know, stories that I would read in Sports Illustrated and other places when he was first coming on the PGA Tour and how it would talk about how he would hit a golf ball so many hours a day that his hands, the palms of his hands would start to bleed. Okay, now that is dedication to your craft, that you're willing to sacrifice and experience pain for it. One that's closer to home for us is Derrick Henry, number 22 for the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the National Football League, has been for several years now. Uh, He was second in the league in rushing this past year, and he's later in his career than a lot of guys uh, his age are usually still putting up big numbers. But uh, Derrick Henry doesn't just show up to Nissan Stadium on Sundays and put on the uniform and the helmet and then go out there and expect to perform at a high level. No, Derrick Henry... is one of the top rushers in the league, one of the best in his particular craft, because of how hard he works all year round. His off-season workouts, if you could advance it for me please. His off-season workouts are the stuff of legend and the things that he does. And he is known to the last game of the season before he takes off his pads. He picks up his phone, calls his trainer, and says, are you ready to get to work? Not, are you ready to get to work six weeks from now? I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to Cabo San Lucas, and I'm going to do some deep sea fishing, and I'm going to play some golf. No, no, no. He says you're ready to get to work right now because he understands the discipline that he needs to have in order to do what he's trying to do at the highest level. And church family, whether it's a musician learning to play an instrument, Whether it's an athlete, anything that you do and want to do very well, you know that it takes dedication, it takes planning, it takes work. And if we as children of God, if all our intention is, is to be consumers of religion, if that's our end game, then hey, that's a low bar, right? If, if I'm just going to show up for an hour a week, if that's all I'm going to dedicate to my Christian walk, I just have to be there at 10:30. and then I get to leave about 1130, 1145, shake a few hands on the way out the door. and then and that's you know that's I, I, I did it. I consumed religion for about 60 or 70 minutes. And if that's the end game, then boy, it, it's it's going be easy for you don't know how it's going to be when the storms of life are raging and how strong your bond with the Lord really is if that's your goal is to just show up and be spoon fed for an hour but no if you walk out these walls and try to practice your faith if you walk out these walls and then on Monday morning you spend some time in God's word and you spend time in prayer and then on Tuesday, and on Wednesday, and on Thursday, and you are not merely a Sunday morning only Christian, but you are a follower of Jesus, then you know it takes more than showing up an hour a week. Just like Derrick Henry knows that it's more than showing up at Nissan Stadium for a few hours on a Sunday afternoon in the fall. That it takes way more than that. And so, uh, again, today is about the what. The weeks ahead are going to be about the how. How it is that we can, in a non-complicated way, exercise our faith and demonstrate our faith in meaningful ways that strengthen our walk with God and allow our light to shine all the brighter to the people around us. So now we go back to Colossians 3 and we pick up in verse 12. Uh, And I'm actually going to read through 14. I put on the slide here 13, but we'll read this whole whole paragraph. Because Paul has said, this is the stuff you want to leave behind. Now he's talking about... What we need to be. Every one of us. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues... Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Saying, all the attributes that we can list, all these things, patience and humility, gentleness, kindness, compassion, all these things we can clothe ourselves with, are all bound... By love. If we possess enough love in our hearts for the people around us, then we're going to be people who find it easier and easier over time to demonstrate compassion and patience and kindness and gentleness. And Paul knows that we don't just come out of the waters of baptism and ta da then we're just good at all this. No, it just doesn't work that way. Because we're human beings. And because we still possess the human nature that we were born with. And so we begin doing battle with that human nature. We continue to work to leave behind our sinful selves and to embrace those Christ-like attributes that we are striving toward. In Philippians 3, Paul mentions this. He mentions the process, the growth process. And he even says, you know, and I'm paraphrasing it here, he says, but don't think I have attained all of this myself. He said, but here's what I do. He said, I forget what's behind and I press forward. And this is where I remind us that there's a reason the windshield is a whole lot bigger than the rearview mirror. Right, church? That what's in front of us is way more important than what's behind us. So the times that we've fallen short in the past... Maybe as recently as yesterday. Maybe in some ways as recently as this morning. So the times that we've fallen short in the past, we're aware of that. We don't want to repeat it. But we don't let that keep us from moving forward. The times that we have said something we shouldn't have said, thought something we shouldn't have thought, done something we shouldn't have done, we repent. And we move forward. We don't let that bog us down. We move forward on the spiritual journey, keeping our vision of the risen Savior in front of us and pressing on toward that goal. Because that church family is the goal to be like Jesus, Christ-like, not human-like not Greg-like. Because man, that can be ugly sometimes. And so, we want to be Christ-like. And that's the goal. And that is a goal that is going to take time. That is a goal that is going to take and require some intentional living in order for us to be more and more like Jesus, little by little, each and every day. And so, as we close out our time together this morning, uh, Peter says this, 2 Peter 3.18, about spiritual growth, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. It's a church family, um, we have a choice. We can be people who go through the motions, kind of, sort of. We can be people who are just showing up and occupying some space. Or we can be people who say, I need to be more like Jesus. And I understand that I'm going to have to work to get there. And so Paul reminds us right there in Holy Scripture, this is the stuff we want to leave behind. This is what we want to be. And so in the next few weeks, we're going to talk very specifically, look at a different topic each week in how we can live out our lives each day. How we can be people who are more Christ-like, how we can be people who are letting our light shine brighter and brighter in this dark world. And I hope you can be here to join us for that in the next few weeks. But if you're here this morning and you have not yet begun that spiritual journey, if you're here this morning and you're saying to yourself, wow, I need to start. Because I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I do believe that He died for my sins and the sins of all humanity. But more importantly, I believe in the resurrection, that He rose on that third day. And that we worship a Savior who's not dead, but is living. And I want to be able to conquer death the way He conquered death. And so, if you're here this morning... And those thoughts are running through your mind right now. We're going to sing a song in just a moment. We're we're going to stand up and we're going to start singing. And we invite you to come down. The hardest step is that first one. They get easier after that, I promise you. And we're going to talk to you about where your faith is. And we're going to ask you one simple question. Do you believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And if you answer yes to that... The waters of baptism are available. Again, it's not the end-all, be-all. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of what we pray will be a lifelong spiritual journey for you. But it begins with proclaiming Jesus as Lord and having faith that comes with that statement. And so we invite you, if you're here this morning and you need us to pray with you about something, we invite you for that reason as well. Let's stand together and sing.